Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. And they say, okay, second unit out. So now first unit, which is Robin, and he was the only one in the scene. So he finally did something with that boom mic. He grabs it and it goes, boom, chakalakalaka, boom, chakalakalaka. <laughs> that sounds and like something. then he went off. And the first AD said, uh, Robin, Michael Ritchie, the director, said, let him go. <laughs> Let him be. And he went for like 10 or 15 minutes. Let this man do what he's going to do. You can find Fort Worth Roots on all your favorite streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and many more. On social media, you can find us as Fort Worth Roots on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and we do have videos associated with these episodes on YouTube. Just look for Fort Worth Roots. We talk about all of our events and all of our wonderful sponsors at the end of this episode. Real quick, this episode is sponsored by Woodpost Metalworks. You can go to woodpostmetalworks.com. These people specialize in metal signs with or without LED backlighting, fence and gate repair or installation, light steel fabrication, industrial plasma cutting, and more. You can go to woodpostmetalworks.com and at checkout, if you'll use offer code PODCAST817, you'll get 10% off. Today, along with the help of our stand-in co-host Genevieve, we interview a man that is directing, producing, and acting in a series filmed right here in Fort Worth, Texas called Bailout. He and his team have received 30-plus awards for this show. Today, we talk about his time getting beat up by Chuck Norris on the set of Walker, Texas Ranger, how he became the stunt double and then eventual friend of the late, great Robin Williams, and we briefly talk about how our guest may have helped that friend with addiction, and so much more. We are honored to have today's guest on for a second appearance on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. And we are honored to have you as a listener. Thank you for finding the Fort Worth Roots podcast. If you haven't already, since you found us once, don't lose us. Whatever platform you're listening to us on, go ahead and subscribe and follow us so that you never miss an episode. We do release one of these each and every Monday. That's enough talking out of me. Thank you again for being here. Please give it up for our friend, the amazing Dennis O'Neill. And let's start the show. I was Bianca, if that helps. That's Kate's sister. That's the that's a sister that everyone wants to marry. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. I have to look there at my goes resume. The it's on We're going to get this. It's going to be great. We're doing really well. Here so I we guess... Uh, that's definitely going on the <laughs> that poor final <GoPro>. cut. <laughs> the drop. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Marvel. The roughest beautiful. start to an episode I think I've ever had. It's because we don't have Sam or Paul here to babysit. <laughs> so we're here today with Dennis O'Neill for our second recording. And yes. we have our co-host, the wonderful Genevieve. Hello. This is your second time on the show. It is. It's the first time for both of you here at the Fort Worth Roots studio. So yeah. we welcome and thank you for being here. Congratulations to having yeah. your own space. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And we're feverishly trying to put this thing together. It looks great. It's getting The there. last time I saw it, um, I don't think it had electricity. It oh. had electricity, but I did put those lights in. I was about to say, it's, like, it's very bright now. It is, yeah. yeah. Have so, you started the backyard work that you guys have no, planned? No, no. Does it have electricity? Well, obviously. No, um, Dennis, but, sorry, it's that's it's not real. 
This isn't real electricity. Sorry. It's all battery packs. Okay. I'm actually fueling all these lights with my imagination. You, you <laughs> can see I'm leaving my jacket on. Not because it's Walker Texas Ranger jacket. Hey. But it's, right. it's chilly. It's a little chilly. Yeah. It's a little chilly. Are you all okay? Because I, I got heaters I can turn no, on. No, no. Nah, it's good. It's, it's good. just with the heaters and the lights, sometimes it gets a little toasty in yeah. there. You so, don't need that. But if you all start getting too cold, we can turn up the juice. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got this... Badass, flashy Texas uh, Ranger uh, yeah, jacket. Walker, on. Little Texas varsity Ranger. jacket. Yeah, so yeah, varsity jacket. Ninety four to ninety five is what it says. Cast and crew ninety four ninety five. How did you acquire this uh, impressive collector's edition jacket? Well, I I auditioned for Walker Texas Ranger when it came to Dallas eight times, and uh, the eighth time that I came in, the casting director said, "Dennis, I really apologize. They should know your blood type already." <laughs> And I said, yeah, they should. And I don't think people talked about DNA so much. But uh, yeah, eight times. And then I think it was the eighth time that I got it. I finally got a role. But they gave me a role um, that was supposed to last one day. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And uh, it was called t uh, The Hitchhiker. Yeah, The Hitchhiker. No. No, that was my movie. Right. Oh, no, we're not going to talk about that No, movie. we're not ever going to talk um, about that. <laughs> Why not? Skyjack. There's reasons. <clears throat> what was it? was it? called Skyjack. Skyjack. Walker, Texas Ranger. Skyjack. Okay. And uh, anyway, I ended up being on it for two weeks, and uh, they told me <clears throat> that I was going to have this fight scene with Chuck Norris. Because oh, you'd lose that every time, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I wouldn't mind. You know? <laughs> I'll Just let Chuck Norris could, beat me to a pulp. Yeah, Jeez. as long as I could say I fought Chuck Norris. And I do tell people that. I say, I fought that guy. Wow, like, how did it go? You live to tell the story. Yeah, I got paid a lot of money for it. Hey-o. Um, but, you know, when I was on it, we, we were supposed to do this fight scene because they saw that I was Robin Williams' stunt double and I did fight scenes. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I was on for about a week, and, and I went over to the stunt coordinator. I said, uh, what am I going to do the fight scene with Chuck? And he said, oh, you didn't hear? I said, no, hear why? He said, no, Chuck canceled it. And I said, why? Why did he cancel it? He said, well, you know, actors really don't like to mix it up with him because they think he might break their nose or chip a tooth. And I said to him, he was champ for five years, unbeaten, yeah. and he retired as champ. And they said, well, yeah, yeah. I said, no, 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 let's do it. He said, no, he's not going to do it. So I thought about this, and I, I looked over at Chuck. We were on this plane, and I said, uh, Chuck, can I, can I talk to you? He said, yeah, yeah, what? I said, can you come here? Because he was sitting down. He said, all right. And um, <clears throat> I got this close to him. I said... I hear you don't want to do the fight scene. <laughs> I got me to my, my Brooklyn. You my, hear that little Brooklyn accent yeah, my come Brooklyn out just a bit? Came out and he said, "Oh uh, God!" He said, "No, no, it, it, the plane is too small." And I could almost hear this, you know, crunching of his fist. And I said, "Hey, Chuck, you think I'm going to go back to Brooklyn and tell my friends I didn't get beat up by the best of them? Come on." And I he, love that. Oh, man. And he said, Dennis, I really didn't know what you were doing because I don't know you. And um, <clears throat> he said, no, nah, the plane is too small. I said, Chuck, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn. I was in gang fights. You know, I, I got beat up. So I said, you know, you're, the, you're a pro. You, you're not going to hurt me. Don't worry. He said, no, no, it's, the, the plane is too small. So I ended it there and I came in the next morning around six or seven and this guy, Vic, the stunt coordinator, came over to me and said, do you want to wear a belt? I said, I have a belt on. He said, no, I mean, you know, a belt. I said, 
no, I don't know. Belt for what? He said, well, when you have the fight scene, Chuck's going to throw a kick. I said, wait, we're going to do this? He said, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, I didn't tell you. So last <laughs> Sounds night. Sounds like Vic is doing a really bad job of telling you things when yeah, you're supposed to oh, be. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, last night, uh, Chuck came over to us and said, hey, Dennis O'Neill wants to mix it up with me. And I said, wait, wait, Vic. Well, I don't want to mix it up with him, okay? I want it to be choreographed. I'm not going to go into the ring with the guy. And he said... Just uh, raw dog fight Chuck Norris. <laughs> That'll go really yeah. well. Come on, Chuck. Let's go. There's not enough money in the world. <laughs> it's a walking HR nightmare. <laughs> so uh, we did. We we were choreographing the fight, and he, gra- he was supposed to knock me up against the wall, uh-huh. you know, where the, the restroom is. And he grabbed me, and he just... He went like that and I said Chuck told me against the wall Chuck he said no I don't want to hurt you I said Chuck Chuck please believe me and then I showed him a scar on my head I said see that Louis Ivini who they now call Louis the pipe mm. hit me over the head with a pipe in a gang fight I said Chuck <laughs> you know come on and so he finally did it and this is what I thought you know I'm going to make this guy work for his money uh-huh. <clears throat> but I was going to get a little more screen time as well mm-hmm so we were having the fight we were going through the punches and everything and i didn't tell him there were two things i was going to do and so we have the fight scene he he really knocked me up against the wall which was great and um so when i turned around i threw this part through a right roundhouse and he blocked it but he didn't know i was going to throw a left roundhouse and i just threw it i went and as I came down, he blocked it, and bam, he clocks me. He doesn't really hit Yeah, you, but still. But, you know, from the camera point of view, yeah. that's what you do with Ed. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, <clears throat> so then he grabbed me. Okay, so, you know, I wobbled. He turns me around, and he clocks me again, and I fall into the chair, and I was supposed to be knocked out. Yeah. So I fell into the chair, and I went, and I got up again, and he clocked me again. So and you, we got, you weren't supposed to get up. Weren't supposed to do throw that left, uh-huh. and I wasn't supposed to get up. So the guy that played um, Travette, <clears throat> Clarence Gilliard, the uh-huh. actor, he just passed away. He came running over to me, and he said, Dennis, are you all right, man? <laughs> I said, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> this is Chuck Norris. Come on. Are you guys doubting your, your star over here? And uh, Well, that's that- probably pretty standard practice. You know, anytime anybody tussles with uh, Chuck Norris, they yeah. get, somebody's got to check there's, on the guy. There's an entire subset of the internet dedicated to jokes about like <laughs> yeah. Chuck Norris fight, fighting things. Like, a snake fought Chuck Norris and like was lucky to be alive. Well, like, uh, no, it was... Uh, a snake bit Chuck Norris and after 10 days of excruciating pain, oh, pain the snake died yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, like that. you know about what happened when Chuck Norris was born right no uh, the doctor picked him up and went nah better not <laughs> better not spread like, that I baby shouldn't. I shouldn't <laughs> but Chuck Norris he loves those jokes about does he it. oh he loves them yeah yeah cause yeah I mean, it's He's Chuck Norris, and I mean that's you, so crazy. You're you're a, you're a you're a legend. You're a cult classic, uh, honestly icon. Yeah. You know, yeah. How could yeah. you not? Whenever I mean, Family Guy's that got that incredible impersonation of him that are in like a few. Have you ever seen I that? Haven't seen there's it. like a couple episodes where they just have like you know they do like that that like it's almost as blank. And then there's like a oh, yeah. where it's like a cutscene. Yeah. There's like a few cutscenes with Chuck Norris's character in it, and it's uh-huh. just it's so funny. Like he's got like 
his his beard opens and like a fist comes out of his beard and stuff like that. So, so in good. uh in 2005 I had my first deployment and I didn't know that this actually might be when all that started with Chuck Norris and I can't remember what the catalyst was to make him such a an le- icon. like a, a meme icon. Yeah. But before memes were memes. Mm-hmm. We used to write shit on porta potty walls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never I'm not surprised. <laughs> I've never done this. I, I doubt would, that. I would never Me do either. this. I doubt that. Did you, you have a you've had you have a signed toilet lid. But I didn't do any of that. Oh, okay. yeah. That was good. <laughs> well he's he's yeah. told us he's told us There's the story about this. This is like from his group and when he was like leaving his deployment, they like all gave him like a little message on this freaking toilet lid. Yeah, shout nice. out shout out to the boys at J uh N A S J R B Carswell. Um ASF car as well i still like that your name was rabbit it's very eminem of you not not very many people know that you just gave out the big secret (sighs) anyway so cut that if you need to (laughs) so 2005 uh you know before the internet and i mean there was the internet of course but before reddit and Mm. the memes and all that people were writing stuff on porta potty walls and that's whenever chuck norris jokes started getting really crazy interesting is on porta potty walls but you'd walk into a porta potty and i mean there wouldn't be an inch of uh free space everything had chuck norris jokes all the way around i can't believe you people actually did that i've never used a porta potty in my life (laughs) (laughs) you know it was either that or the sand you take your pick but you don't know about camel spiders before you answer that i don't know what that means (laughs) well camel spiders are a non-venomous uh, spider, but what they do have is an anti. What, what is it? It's a it's a nerve paralyzing agent. What like do you an call anticoagulant. That? It's not no. an anticoagulant. Oh, yeah, I almost yeah. said that. A neurotoxin. Like an an- antidote. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, so you'll be sleeping or maybe sitting <clears throat> on a toilet, and this thing will bite you. And when it does that, it numbs the area around it, and now it starts picking at your numb skin, and you'll wake up with a golf ball size hole missing wow. out of your leg. I don't know what this has to do with. Oh, are you Chuck saying you Norris. got one of these from a porta potty? No, I'm telling you why you don't crap in the sand and you use a porta potty with Chuck Norris jokes on it. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so our last the- episode, we had a co-host, Sam, poor Sam, where I was sitting next to him and he had his little like notepad and he'd be like, if I would say something that would give him an idea and he would write a question down and then me over here we're supposed to be talking about like a a beauty pageant we start talking about like public transportation in dallas texas and the lack thereof and sam's like so getting back to it yeah what was and and, and in, which is why in, our episode that, was over an hour long. And in that spirit, what were you just about to say? Uh, oh, well, I was going to say is was was that um, that little bug that he not go near Chuck Norris? Probably something? not. Boy, I tell you what, uh, he better not. He probably yeah. bit Chuck Norris, and then his whole body went numb. For, for sure, or spider. There you for go. Sure. It happens. Last you know? thing I'll say about those little bastards though, they can run like ten miles an hour. Most wow. spiders can. Well, this one is serious about it. And they'll, they, <laughs> it, it seems like there's... Well, I've been chased by one. So it seems like they're stalking you, but what they're actually trying to do is they're trying to get in your shadow because oh. that sand gets to like 120 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're dancing their feet around. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I've seen these. They're called sun <laughs> yeah. spiders. Well, I mean, this looks what like this it's what you're... What t- Chuck Norris had. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> well, we got into the desert talk, but... Is that, yeah. that, what, is that what you're talking that, about? That's a fake Chuck photo. Chuck didn't even live in the desert. <laughs> I'm sure he's been... He's probably yeah. done some USO tours there. Yes. Just, yeah. yeah. This is terrifying. So, I love spiders, uh, but that's terrifying. <laughs> so you got this gig because you had been stunt doubling for Robin Williams. Well, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. And, well, I auditioned, but, uh, you know, when they found out that I did stunt doubling for Robin, um, they wanted me to 
do the fight scene. We had which pr- promised the listeners that we were going to talk about that. So yeah, the reason which, I was segueing into that, but which project of Robin's were you a stunt on? Uh, on two of them, one was called The Survivors, uh, with uh, Walter Matthau and Jerry Reed. It didn't do too well at the box office, but I had a blast working with him. He was the greatest guy. He really was. Um, he, uh, I worked with him three or four months on it, and um, he just, Michael Ritchie was the director, and Robin kind of feels, he felt directors out, mm-hmm. and he just got away with so much, but it was to our advantage. It's Robin Williams, like how can you not? Yeah, well, you know, he he, he would just go off on a tangent and mm. had us laughing, but it it wasted a lot of time, <laughs> you know, and, and money. And uh, I remember we were in this cabin up in Vermont. We had we needed snow, so we went up to Vermont. We were in this cabin, and uh, so they they would call. Uh, second unit to come in which i was the second unit and and i'd lay down on the floor and do all of this and you know choreograph the whole movement and everything and sometimes say his lines and they would get everything right the lighting and everything and then robin would come in and i had to tell him what i was doing so they had the boom mics up and uh so he's listening to me and he's looking around sees the boom mic and so he's looking around and said so i go here i said yeah yeah just go on that side yada 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 and they say okay second unit out so now first unit which is robin and he was the only one in the scene so he finally did something with that boom mic he grabs it and it goes boom boom, (laughs) that sounds like something then he went off and the first ad said uh robin michael richie the director said let him go. <laughs> Let him be. And he went for like 10 or 15 minutes. Let this man do what he's going to do. And that night... Is he like just freestyling with the boom yeah, mic? Ooh, yeah. It, hilarious. Whatever came out. And then that night... Uh, oh, no. It was in Lake Tahoe. I apologize. It was in Lake Tahoe. We moved from Vermont to Lake Tahoe because we weren't getting any snow in Vermont, which is rare. And uh, so he invited us to his um, concert that night at one of the big hotels. Uh. And we got you know, up front seats to the side and he nice. introduced us. And some of the stuff that he used earlier in the day, he was using that night. That's cool. And yeah. The stuff That's he was really freestyling cool. with the boom mic. The stuff that just came out of his head. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he just put it in and it made sense, but it, it was great. He was, uh, he was just one of the best I ever worked with. And he said to me at the end of it, we were walking back to base camp and there was no one else around. And I really felt because of what he asked me, I felt, is there a, is there a camera on yeah. us or something? And it felt like a movie going down this lone road with the snow on it and everything. And he said to me, what are you doing in January? And this was December. Um, I said, uh, I said, Robin, I'm an actor. I have no idea. He said, would you like to work on my next movie? And I said, well, let me think about it. Yeah. (laughs) So I got him to laugh and he said, uh, call the the casting director, you know, a couple of weeks before. He said, I'll let them know that you're going to be my stunt double stand in, whatever, you know, whatever they want you to do. And he, he even said, you know, maybe get some lines out of it so i said all right so about two weeks before i called the casting director and she said um oh no uh, we already got somebody and i said oh okay well robin wanted me to call you because he asked me if i wanted to work on it she said no we got somebody i said okay so the next day i called her 
and she said, didn't you call me yesterday? I said, well, yeah, I just thought, you know, maybe something happened. Maybe you got updated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she said, um, no, I said, we got somebody yesterday. We still have that person. Yeah. I said, all right. The third day, I called her up again. She said, wait a minute, didn't you call me the past two days? And I said, well, yeah, I just thought something would change, <laughs> you know? And because um, Robin did tell me to you know, call you. She said, when did he tell you this? So I told her the whole story. And she said, well, look, Robin is in Germany right now, so I'm not going to call him. And we got somebody. And she hung up, and I was going to call her the next day. And I don't know <laughs> why. Keep doing this. Yeah, yeah I don't That's know why. Move. I might have called her the next day, but she. Oh, yeah, I did. And she said, "Do me a favor. Do not call me any anymore. If I know it's you on the phone, I will hang up." I said, "All right." And <laughs> you know, I didn't get upset. <clears throat> About a week later, I get a call, and um, somebody said, "Can I speak to Mr. O'Neill?" And I'm thinking, Mr. O'Neill, that's my father. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, this is Dennis. She said, oh, Dennis O'Neill? I said, yeah. She said, hi, this is so-and-so. I forgot her name, but it was that woman. The casting that director. director. My, how her tone has changed. Oh, yeah. my gosh, yeah. she's so nice. <laughs> so, yeah. wow. She said, listen, um, well, we'd love for ha to have you... Uh, you know, as Robin Williams' stunt double and stand-in and whatever else works out. How's your schedule on this particular day? And I really wanted to say, let me think about it, but I said, <laughs> uh, I said, it's good. Nice. And she said, okay, so we'll see you then. Okay, so let me cut to the chase. I, I wasn't going to tell you this, but I will. So I get there, and uh, we're all waiting for Robin. Uh, it's the day of, um, you know, we're going to film the first day. So everybody's waiting for Robin. We're in this big room, and all the background players were there, the, the lead actors, crew, everybody was there. And so Robin came in, and this is what he did. He's looking around at this big room, and he's looking at people. And sees you. And he sees me. And this is what he did. He said, brother! Aww. And I'm thinking, what? Where does that come from? So I came over to him, and he gave me this big hug Aww. now i'm telling you that for a reason and this is a very emotional uh part of the story and um i'm not going to get that emotional i feel it coming on but i'm not um so when he passed away i got to he, he saw me one night we were just I, I was reading and he came i was reading a bible actually and it it was called um good news from modern man and and i was just reading it he said what's that I said, well, you know, it's, it's an updated version of the Bible. He said, oh, so are you a Jehovah's Witness? I said, no, no, no. And anyway, make a long story short, because it is a long story about that part of my life. Um, so he was asking me a question, and I shared this whole thing with him. And um, when I was done, it was, it was really good. And then I got out of the industry for about five to seven years. And uh, anyway... Uh, when he passed away, um, <clears throat> when he passed away, Billy Crystal was doing his eulogy, and Billy said, one thing about Robin, if he ever liked you, I mean really liked you, he never shook your hand, he hugged you. Yeah. Aww. Man, I started bawling like a baby. Yeah, tear you up, I man. Thought, yeah, and I thought... <sighs> 
you know. <laughs> yeah, let's it's, say like. <laughs> it's it's an event that happened in my life and something I could share for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's um, incredible. He truly was a gem. He was a gem. And of course, uh, since his uh, passing, <clears throat> there's been lots of documentaries, and I I feel like I understand Robin Williams a little better than. I did b- while he was alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems to be the way it goes, though. Yeah. You know, an artist will die, and then, then they're celebrated. They don't get yeah. the, the attention they deserve, although he was pretty successful. But the documentaries I'm seeing are talking about what a genuinely good dude he was. Yeah. And uh, maybe you can confirm this, but the, the thing that stuck out to me the most on this last documentary was uh, talking about how he would request or demand that they brought in people uh, maybe that were homeless from the streets yep. to to get them involved yeah. with the show in in some way. Maybe yeah. they were an extra. Maybe they did something else. But he it's required true. it. Yeah, that's amazing. True. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. That says a lot about him. It does. Yeah. And I thought you were going to bring up the one where he flew. I forgot what state it was, but he flew there. There was a girl dying. I think uh, it was a, a child. She was dying of some kind of brain cancer, mm. and. Is this the one that he visited in the hospital? Yes. That went... He got on yeah, the plane, yeah. went by himself, went there, and I think the mom took a picture of him with her, and there was no one with him. Yeah. Just flew there. Wasn't doing it for publicity. No. No. It was and, probably like one of those make-a-wish things. He found out that she wanted to see Yeah, Robin something Williams. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 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 Well, then there was it's all incredible. that involvement that he did um, with, I believe it was Coco, the gorilla, the, the yes. gorilla that spoke oh, sign language. Man. He yes. had a really good relationship with her. Um, and I think she, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but she signed the word like sad and cry when her caretaker cult told her mm. that Robin Williams had died. Mm. Wow. Yeah. 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 I remember wow. that. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of Damn. two celebrities or, you know, actors, famous people that when they died, I cried. I was yeah. I was inconsolable for several days after Robin Williams. It's, yeah, it's just you know you the other one being Stephen Hawking because you know oh. obviously. <laughs> you are serious? No, I'm serious. Okay. Yeah. The, the the night that I found out, I think it was like Twitter that I found out like Stephen Hawking died. It was a movie scene. I walked outside and I like looked up at the night sky and I looked at the stars and I just started bawling my eyes out. What a, what a trooper though! He'd been dealing with, with whatever so much. I mean, so did Robin though. Robin was going through. Yeah, I know. I'm just well, saying Stephen Hawkins, you know, in the wheelchair, can't do yeah. anything but move his mouth, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, apart. when I met Robin on the first movie was The Survivors. Then I worked with him on uh, uh, Moscow on the Hudson. Uh, when I met him on, on that movie. I love that movie. I've, I, have, I think I have a copy of it. Go I'll, get it. Well, oh, wow. finish. Yeah. Well, um, he, you know, I was very much into drugs. I'm very much into drugs. I was a drug dealer. I was a drug abuser. That's show business, baby. But, yeah. And so the night that, uh, well, yeah, the day that um, John Belushi OD'd, mm. Robin was with him earlier. Mm. And he just, he was devastated yeah. by the whole thing. Yeah. So he asked me, how did you get off drugs? And that was part of the conversation that I had with him. Yeah. And he really wanted to turn his life around. And he did. You know, I mean, he he did. He got off drugs and booze and everything. Yeah, I think he had a relapse years later. But toward the end of his life, he had a true turning point in his life. I heard that some pastor um, took him under his wing. And um, uh, he had a, a real good relationship with him. And I saw him being... Uh, 
interviewed by Diane Sawyer. And she asked him a question, and he said, well, you know, Buddha said this, and he quoted him. He said, but the Bible says this. And he quoted the, the, the verse, and he said, and I much rather believe the Bible. And I thought, wow, he really did. Ha- I, you know, I don't know if, how far his spiritual conversion was or anything, yeah. but he, he was always looking for that way out, that better life. And um, I believe that he did find it. But, uh, and you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, if he was a believer, why did he commit suicide? And I, I, I was sharing actually uh, my testimony with somebody in Dallas about five months ago. And I, I said, I never do this, but are there any questions? And this one woman said, if Robin was such a good guy or believer or whatever she said, why did he commit suicide? And I said, well, you know, people get cancer uh, and they could be believers. People get sick get a cold um, a sickness came on him yeah. and I thought what what a stupid thing to ask, to ask. I mean yeah. really and the yeah. wrong wrong damn person to ask too. it is the yeah wrong. oh yeah yeah because yeah. you know it, um, where I where I spoke they believe in laying hands on people mm. I, w- I really wanted to lay hands on this woman <laughs> choke her out a little bit yeah I think I yeah. feel it right yeah. here a little <laughs> yeah. bit of God yeah. in, inside of my palm <laughs> wants to visit your forehead yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dang, man. Yeah, that's rough. But people, mm, I don't know. I've been struggling with the the way people are, the way we are to each other. and It's a mess. Um, yeah, you know, um, and yeah, I really wanted to, I didn't want to get into anything with her, but I did want to ask her, so what are you suffering with, you know, or mm-hmm. what have you gone through? Because I always say, once you point your finger at somebody, there's three fingers pointing, pointing right, right back, back at you. Yep. So, you know, we're, we're all fragile. Um, yeah. Well, um, gratitude and uh, compassion and a little bit of humility whenever we're dealing with other people would go a long, a long way. way. Yeah. yeah. We'd have a lot less problems. And we could solve them all right here on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's our goal right this is now. A, this is a turning point in human history. Right here. <laughs> right today. here in Fort Worth, Texas. So but we, we, but oh, you know, with all of that that people go through and we go through, I go through, you know, we all have a bailout. Mm-hmm. There it wow, is. Wow, what a segue. There's, there's a segue. Oh my God, it's like you've done this before. <laughs> you, could, you could tell I was starting to, to turn focus. I, know, I feel like this is getting really existential right now, guys. So uh, on the screen behind us, and if I've got the settings big correctly old mug out of the way. set, then the, uh, the YouTube uh, video will be able to pick this up. But it says Sweet Democracy Film Awards 2022. Congratulations. For bailout. Uh, we and, won. And this is a show filmed primarily here in Fort Worth, right? Oh, yeah, 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 all all Fort Worth. And um, so far, we just won another one yesterday. So I think it's thirty-one awards. Wow! And I knew 50, it was a lot. So Fifty nominations. I was going to ask something. you: Is there one that you have not won yet? Like you're running out of awards to win. But it's 2023, so I guess it's a whole new year. You have a whole awards. new year to it's a whole collect new year. more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. there's another episode coming out. There's another two episodes coming out. But I was just on the phone with my production crew yesterday, and uh, we're going over some writing, and um, uh, we're getting a whole new, a brand new website, because I, I don't like the one that we have, and. Um, the uh, the second episode is 90% done and I'm meeting with him Monday just to look at it and make some notes 
That's so awesome. exciting. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. it really is. Now, it is really the is. is the uh, the the end goal here to get this picked up by one of the streaming yes. networks? Okay. Yeah, that was going to be awesome. my next question. Yeah, most likely streaming is what I would want, unless I get a network. Um, well, unless I get a network that wouldn't want to take the whole thing from me because yeah. i want to be in control you want to have creative yeah. rights and liberties. Uh, yeah and i want to well this is your brainchild since 2008 or 2007 you had said correct see i pay attention to things why do you think she's here folks wait but i didn't say that now you no. said that on the last episode <laughs> Whoa. she is a gold mine. i broke out the big guns man yeah, yeah I, you did and that's yeah you had said that you've been working on this after you had a um an audition for something for Joe Her Kirsch, was it correct? For or Joe Judd, Hirsch from Judd, Taxi. Uh, Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. And he yeah. and the 21-year-old casting assistant had said something along the lines of, can you make him a little bit more feminine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what he said. And, and it I didn't said, work out, and so and you I'm, started writing Bailout. Yeah, and I'm thinking Judd Hirsch. And so I did it. And uh, when I got outside by the elevator, I could have kicked myself. Man, I thought, you know, he obviously doesn't know who Judd Hirsch is. Yeah. And he's going to send this video to the director and producer. And, and they're, they're just going to think that you have no idea who it is. Exactly, that you were given yeah. a prompt and you couldn't perform the prompt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's awful. You can find Taxi on uh, uh, YouTube. But that was the catalyst to get you started in the direction to take everything under uh, into your own control yeah. and produce Bailout. That's an, it's it's really exciting that you're both producer, writer, actor in the and same... And director. And director in the yeah. same show. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there, there were a couple of people that wanted to direct. There were a couple of people that wanted to write. And I just, I said to a couple of people who really wanted to write, I said, okay, you know, write something, write a spec. Let me read it. And they just didn't have a clue. I really didn't have a clue when I started. I was calling it, uh, first it was a drama, then it was a drama D because I had Terry Kaiser in it from Weekend at Bernie's. I know you don't know who I that is. I don't but, know. Um, I know it. No. It's, it's like a cult <laughs> Sorry. film. It's, it's okay. a cult film. <laughs> and he played the dead guy. And so I did something with him a few years prior. And so I, I contacted him. I said, hey, you want to be in this with me? And so we did it. And I thought, I, you know, it's funny scenes and I always play the straight guy I don't need to be the funny guy even though offset I, I mean am you're the Brooklyn detective aren't you yeah yeah you got a problem with that no I'm saying it's great I'm not saying I have a problem with it that's my Australian coming out a little bit his Brooklyn to my Australian um, yeah so it's about nah, a mate. New York City nah, detective mate. who has a run so with good, the mob mate. the mob wants to whack him so he comes to Fort Worth to get away from it all to take over his uncle's failing bail bonds business. The mob has a contract out on him now, so they follow him, and instead of whacking him, they end up working for me as bounty hunters. It's like, you know, <laughs> the gang that couldn't shoot straight. So then I realized when I had Terry Kaiser on, I said, okay, so it's more of a comedy, so dramedy. And then, you know, it still wasn't going anywhere. I had these DPs that were shooting for me. What's a DP? A, a director of photography. Okay. Shooting is filming, okay? <laughs> you have to watch what you say nowadays. Right, no one's getting and, hurt, folks. And uh, I just did, there was something, I just did not like it. And we did all this footage and we had screenings and sometimes I'd be cringing in the theater watching it. And I, this is what I did. I One day I got up, I said, okay, this isn't working. Yeah. I, I went to my computer and I talked to God a lot. I said, okay, God, I'm the pen of the ready writer. When you're ready, have me start writing. <laughs> and I just started writing. I didn't know what I was going to write. I really didn't. And I just started writing. Whatever was com coming out of my head, it was going, 
on I have I have final draft that's what I write with and yeah. I started laughing so I started putting it all together and before I knew it I, I worked days on it and I look forward to getting up at six in the morning going upstairs and writing because that was my joy in the morning yeah. you know and I'd start laughing I'm thinking oh this is great i love this and then i said the big test is sending it out to my cast cast and crew yeah, yeah because i have some some really good actors on it nelly shudo who worked on um oh with scorsese like four times um oh what's the um DiCaprio movie um Shutter Island. Yeah, I love that she, movie. And so that's where I saw her. And so somebody said to me, you should have her. And I said, oh, I don't know who she is. So then they showed me that. So I contacted her. And she said, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, Jim Blumetti, who's a real good friend of mine, he was he was on Walker. He was on uh, In Plain Sight. He did a, lot, a ton of stuff. So I have really good actors in it and Marshall Teague who his claim to fame was uh, Roadhouse okay. then he was in Armageddon and then he was in uh, he was in uh, blockbuster movies yeah. and he moved here from LA to Fort Worth yeah and um, surprisingly and Jim Blumetti who's a real good friend of mine he is so so critical mm. i mean he you know he's like he he's from uh um um brooklyn no ohio whatever this is <laughs> he's from wherever <laughs> the earlier this signs. was Saginaw. it's a pretty <laughs> tough neighborhood in in ohio not columbus it was somewhere else but uh he's always in my face uh, you know if he doesn't like it he's gonna say no this is the, i don't like it, and this is why but, but that's he, good right oh yeah, I don't want yes people around no. me. Yeah, because it's about the project. It's not about me, and I always tell it's people that. It's not about your that. feelings. It's yeah, about you're the not going to hurt my. Yeah. Fe- I'm, I, I grew up in Brooklyn. I was in gang fights. You think you're going to hurt my feelings, even if you don't like something I'm doing? So um, anyway, they all wrote back and said, "This is hysterical. <laughs> when are we going to shoot this?" So we did it, and it's called "I Am Lo- uh, um, I Am Lorenzo Lamas." That was the first episode. Mm-hmm half hour that i really like okay so that's what we're winning all those awards on nice so this next one is um where's lou diamond phillips okay and then the third one will be lou diamond phillips is missing the one after that is called was that chuck norris so that's awesome yes i'm taking all of these names and without getting too far into it um just for anybody who's curious about the show itself have you written out the entirety of bela or is it evolving and the story is progressing as you go yes the latter that's that's really cool so you don't even know where where it's going to end up no i just start writing and now i have a team and we we met last night and we were supposed to talk about the next script which we kind of did but it went off onto a whole different discussion about the website and about promoting it and really good stuff and they apologized at the end i said no no you know uh it's it's like when you're on on a film or a tv show and you make a mistake that could be a nugget of gold that you you keep Mm -hmm. and um and i've i've seen it It blows my mind about that and i had an author on uh, just a couple weeks ago and i asked him the same question how do you how do you work out that progression i always assumed that you have a an endpoint in mind and then you uh, reverse engineer that and yeah. I don't know maybe that's a method but the author and you yourself just starting and you're going and then eventually you just figure it out in the middle or you know I, I've had actors uh, I would always tell my actors look 
the the script what i wrote that's the foundation yeah so i'm asking you guys to help build the house and if you have any ideas to make my house look much better yeah. than i thought i want that in that's incredible that you're so collaborative with your with your cast and crew yeah i over the you you know i've done this for so uh, more than half my life way more than half my life that i realized that um it's got to be collaborative so when mm. when those actors win that award that's not them it's the, the whole, whole team, team. Yeah. yeah and you realize but she really pushed me he told me to do it again and i like the, the yeah. second one mm -hmm. than the first one and uh you know i teach acting and I, I i wrote this scene years ago and my actors two of my actors took it out of the archives and they were doing the scene and i'm sitting there and i'm thinking oh my gosh this is this is not only the acting is good but the piece is great and so when they were done i i, I just looked at them and this is how i was looking at them because i was so amazed that they were so good at this i said where did you get this piece? This was incredible. And so they started <laughs> laughing. Like, uh, well, <laughs> well they, actually. Well, they were laughing well. and looking at each other. I said, oh, don't tell me you got it from one of those um, monologues.com. Yeah, those or, like buy a 30-minute monologue. Yeah, that they, it, yep. so they laughed. They said, no. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, it was in the archive, but who wrote it? And they said, you did. I said, no. I wrote wow. this? So <laughs> Damn, I'm good. Oh, what? wow. I should do this <laughs> well, for a living. Here's the thing. When I wrote it, I had something else in mind. Right. So you didn't even recognize it because they had a, taken it a different direction. Totally different. And they they apologized. They said, well, we'll do it. Though. I said, no. No, keep it. No. That is dead. This is the new one. This is the new so that's this is so what we cool. Do. And that's the way I like to direct. You know, oh, and even um, those little bitty moments, like the Easter eggs and the collaborative moments. There's a, a scene that came up just recently talking about one of the previous Mission Impossibles, and there's a, there's a scene where they're fighting in the bathroom, and I br I believe this guy was a UFC fighter that they brought in as an actor. Makes sense. And they had been working on this scene for, uh, I think, two or three or four days, and it was the same thing, multiple takes. And the guys are starting to get tired. And um, so the, the UFC guy, I, I believe he was UFC, comes in there and he's, he's getting ready to do another take. And he's like, okay. And he does like this stretch thing, but it looks like a punch reload. And it's one of the coolest moments. It's, it's one of those like this. He does a, yeah, that, he does a, yep, yep. <laughs> like a double fist pump thing. And, and it, I think in the, they kept it in the movie and then they like did a very, like very subtle slow-mo on it just to me. Like he looked like uh, so badass, like his arm muscles like rippling. I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think yeah. came up on my tiktok or something yeah that's yeah. where i saw it but yeah. it's it's like you're talking about and they did not intend for that and it was just a yeah. product of them working through this shot over and over and over again and then this diamond moment just shows up and they're like oh shit what we was gotta keep that? that we gotta keep yeah. that that's we were amazing rolling. were we rolling <laughs> yeah well you know on this next episode i already wrote the ending and and i really i loved the ending that i wrote i really did because uh, there are times that i have to buy into what i i write also uh -huh. mm -hmm. and my dp director of photography called me and he said hey listen i i just wrote i thought we might have you might want a, a cliffhanger for the next episode and i said all right um he said i wrote it can i send it to you i said yeah and it was so cool i thought i would be so foolish such an idiot if i don't use his mm -hmm. and i called him i said You're let's in. film it yep. we got it but it's amazing you should talk about a ufc fighter do you guys know who well i have an, an an mma fighter he's in his 40s now but um he for his age group he 
became champion. Yeah. And um, well, at forty, it's time to start acting. Yeah. And, yeah. And stop taking blows to the head. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no yeah. more concussions. No more concussions. So, and his name is Michael Alexander. And, okay. Uh, now he he does commentating for UFC. And uh, anyway, so I was at a, I teach ballroom dancing as well, and I teach on Wednesday nights, and so I teach Latin and all kinds of ballroom smooth dance. Dennis might be the coolest man I know. You, you you've got all these things going on, and you're a ballroom instructor. This yeah. is getting hey. ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and- if you ever need. A female cohort for the dancing for demonstrations. Well, call okay. a girl up. All right, all right. <laughs> Only if she's not co-hosting Fort Worth Roots. Yeah, exactly. Or doing the other million things yeah. that happen yeah, in exactly. a day. You know. Yeah. So she's the coolest chick. Hey. <laughs> oh, we're not supposed to call them chicks. Hey, I'm from Brooklyn. I don't hey, care. What do you want? What are you, you going huh? huh? to do about huh? it? I just felt like I just felt like I felt like a, a, a Brooklyn Ricky, chick, Ricky Gervais. I don't care. You can call. You can call me chick. It's fine. Okay. Just you, Dennis. No one else. So, Ricky, go. Uh, anyway, I'm about to get on a whole. Well, yeah, we are okay, so not, ADHD. It's, but, yeah. it's incredible. Let me, let me tell you about yes. this UFC thing. Before I so, start. I, I went into, I, I teach at uh, Arts Fifth Avenue in Fort Worth. And so I went to pay my rent and there was Gracie. Gracie uh, is the owner. And uh, she was with some of her students. We just started talking. And this woman was, tell, was just saying, yeah, well, I have to get to... Uh, tap dancing because my back is really hurting and I so I just started talking to her and I told her about my masseuse and yada 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 and she said yeah my son gets this done all the time I said oh what does he do she said he's an MMA fighter I said oh everybody's son is yeah, an, an MMA, MMA fighter. fighter yeah and I said what's his name she said Buddy Clinton I said Buddy Clinton kind of sounds familiar so I said did he ever do UFC and you know ufc is a really big deal and i knew she was going to say no she said uh yeah a lot i said serious (laughs) so anyway i looked him up best i'm currently the guy's the real deal so he retired and he just got out of retirement last year at the age of 45 wow and he won to a much younger fighter yeah and he won this this belt anyway make a very long story short she said hoist gracie is his trainer okay and i said one of the greats uh, yeah i said wait the hoist gracie she said yeah yeah you know he comes over the house and you know they act silly and uh and she tells <laughs> hoist what to do and she told him to throw the garbage out of something and, I, and i'm thinking is this woman for real <laughs> so i said here's my number have your son call me yeah so he didn't call me but about a week or two later i get this email from him and he's telling me who he is so i called him we were talking so we met for for um for lunch the guy's the he's really the real deal yeah. and then as we're talking he was talking about hoist gracie and he calls hoist he said yeah i'm here with dennis o'neill you know the guy with the bailout tv show he said yeah i'll get more information because i asked him could i have you and hoist on it and so anyway so i'm telling him about it and he says to hoist all right i'll talk to you later and i wanted to say hey hoist but here he hung up <laughs> and um so i'm talking to him and he's getting excited about the show nice. and i so said cool I said, now listen, I don't want just Hoist on it. I want you on it as well. Because he was really, very personable, has a great personality. I mean, he was really out there. And I just had a feeling this guy could do it. And um, anyway, he called me the other day. I hope I can say this. You can. He, he called me the other day and he said, 
uh, and I was in the gym. He said, Dennis, this is um, uh, this is Buddy, and uh, it's really long, so just call me. I don't want to leave a long message. And my stomach dropped. Drops, said, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I really wanted Hoist Gracie. And I was telling some of the actors that we're going to have Hoist Gracie. So I call him, and he said, yeah, I, I got off the phone with Hoist, you know, just before I called you and left the, that, that message, he said, I told Hoyce, he said, Dennis, after talking to you, finding out about the show, and then I sent him the show, I sent him more information, he sends it to Hoyce, he had this conversation with Hoyce, he said to Hoyce, Hoyce, you're doing this. And he said, yeah, but, and he said, no, no buts, you are doing this. <laughs> he said, even if I don't do it, you're doing it. That's so cool. So Hoyce said, well, you know, I travel all the time. He said, do you think we can do it when I'm passing through Dallas? Yeah. And I said, I said, yeah, <laughs> I'll make it happen. <laughs> so February 21st, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. Hoist, uh, he trains police departments and things like that. Oh, wow. So yeah. he's doing this big thing in Oklahoma. And um, so I'll be going up there and I'll be meeting with him, having dinner with him. And we're talking about it. So we have Hoist Man, Gracie. that's incredible. That is, yeah, congratulations. It really is. That is yeah. so cool. Very, very well, cool. see, these things have been happening with bailout. You know, every time I think, I don't know, should, I, I never think in terms of giving it up, but I always say, God, should I just put it down, put it down, I don't know. And then when I think of that, somebody will call me and say hey uh, i want to i want to put this amount of money in a friend of mine just gave me 350 bucks for it uh for the editing no for the website yeah because we were having this this meeting and um you know these things just keep happening so i'm obligated not only to the casting crew but i think i'm obligated to the dream you know yeah. because it's something i really didn't i didn't conjure up and say i i wanted i want to do this thing it just came to me because i did a show a few years ago prior to me writing this um that prompted it and i thought about it and thought about it and then when i had that audition mm -hmm. and i just said i'm just going to write my own ticket and then i sat at the, at the computer and started writing so well i want to put my name in the hat and i know i said this last time but to, i'm also yeah i was like to uh, <laughs> to to, to continue to promote that so you know i'm serious anytime if you need an extra if you need somebody to hold a boom mic or anything i'm there for it all right the pentaveret no pentaveret pentaveret my current favorite obsession i i watched half a, uh, an episode out of the first series or season is there more than one season there's, more, there's one season yeah i think that's either uh, episode four or five i forgot that's you there isn't it yes yeah uh -huh. you're the news anchor yes <gasps> yeah Which? so you're on all the tv screens throughout the show that is awesome. So where yeah. did you film this at? In Dallas. Okay. Hex yeah. Yeah, it was at a um, a big studio where I played a news anchor, and uh, actually every everyone on there thought I was a news anchor. You look like a news Be anchor. Yeah, you're yeah. selling it. You're pulling it off. And the uh, the director said, uh, Dennis, I'm just going to let you go. So do do what you want. Say what you want. Well, that's all you have to do is tell an actor who. Who can be funny? Yeah. And man, I just Improv, went, boom. I, I remembered Robin Williams and I just, I imitated him. I Aww. just went off. Nice. And um, P. 
people couldn't shut me up. I can't wait to watch it now. It's so, it's such a, it's out of pocket. The show is entirely out of pocket. Yeah, this is either episode four or five. I'm not sure. I did watch it, but okay. So the big guy. Here. uh, Yeah. Jim Brady. So he plays an angel. Like an actual, like a legitimate angel. A legitimate angel. So see the two guys on one to the left of him, one to the right. He, he here looks and here. like yeah. So he looks like Jason Statham. Yeah, and you got he, uh, he does that for a living. Sylvester Stallone a, looking dude on the right. Yeah, and he does that for a living. Are they like uh, like like Elvis impersonators, but of those two actors for a living? Yeah, that's so, kind of cool. You know, <laughs> so he'll he like talk and say, "Yo, you know, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna help Jimmy O'Neill," and then <laughs> the a, other guy <laughs> will say. Oh, right. You sound so, just like him when you do that. I know. That I, was good. I, I studied him. That I was very him. good. So they they are the mobsters down here. That were supposed to whack y'all. That were supposed to whack me. But then they like and, you. Uh, the one with the, uh, right there with her arm around me. That's my love interest, Catherine. Ah. And um, Is she a good Fort Worth girl? Da- yeah. Well, she's she lives in Dallas. I forgot where I mean she's the character. From. The, so is it like you come from no. Brooklyn, you meet her in Texas? No, okay. Brooklyn. Oh, met, okay, she's from Brooklyn. Yeah, I knew all of them from Brooklyn. That's so, so cool. Yeah. And that that's where the show takes place or is set. I thought it was set in Fort Worth. Well, it's shot here, yeah. but it's, yeah. it, it's set in Fort Worth. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay. Yeah, but even, <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> even okay. some of the scenes that are in Brooklyn, they're shot in Fort Worth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's okay. a lot of really good like shooting spots. But I try to keep it in Fort Worth. Are there some sweet spots around here that y'all like to film in? Yeah, yeah. What uh, have you had to deal with like permits or anything? Because I know, like, especially like Sundance is very specific about what you can do. So no, because I'll if a business owns the property, mm-hmm. I'll ask the business, and so then if it's on private property, you don't need it. Right. Smart. Uh, yeah. Smart. Smart. So do yeah. y'all have like a, a a regular street that y'all frequent when you're shooting? No. No. no, because it really needs to be more in um, in an office, mm-hmm. my office, which is an old kind of a, a place. I remember and you asking about office space the first time. Yeah. We kind of lightly talked about maybe using this, but yeah, well, I don't I, think it would work. Why? I didn't think it would work then. Why? Well, it's, you're the... You're the filmmaker. No, I think it would work perfectly, really? actually. Yeah. Anytime. Okay, because we did, we had a place on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, this lawyer, bail bondsman, mm-hmm. uh, was letting us use uh, his office. I, I got it through the the film commission. Yeah. They, we desperately needed an office, and the school that said you can use it, well, an hour before, they called me and said, oh, you, ha- you have to go downtown and get permission. I said, yeah, but we're here. Yeah, he said I can't let you do it. Oh, Got to get permission. So, so yes. I called the film commission, and they right away got me, Mr. Johnson, and we would, we could walk to his. office. We were at this pizza place. We could walk to his office, mm-hmm. which is what I did. And he said, "Yeah, yeah, come on in. Yeah, shoot it. That's awesome. That's so, so cool. Yeah, well, but if he you sold need a backup. The if you need a backup, okay. Well, when we're done, I I want to look and let okay. you know what we could possibly yeah. do. Now, do you yeah. guys do anything with Film Fort Worth? That's an organization here that I I'm familiar with. No. Um, and there's is there there's a couple other Fort Worth film entities around there here. There are, yeah. Do you collaborate with any of them? No, yeah. I mean I've I've tried uh, to collaborate with different people. Um, it just never worked out. Well, Andrew is very good as a human bridge. 
Uh, I'm actually going to a Visit Fort Worth event. By the time this airs, I think I will have maybe already gone and done that. But um, Film Fort Worth, I think, is a leg off of that, maybe. Oh, so I'll, I'll that's the name of it, Film Fort Worth? I believe so, yeah. Okay. There's Here Fort Worth, there's Film Fort Worth, and a couple other organizations. I think, I believe they're kind of intrinsically tied to the Visit Fort Worth community, but I don't know that for sure. But oh, one okay. way or another, I'll, I'll find some contacts. Well, the biggest thing we're looking for are backers. I do have an agent who is trying to get me hooked up with backers, but I need to send her more content. Mm-hmm. So uh, my feeling is if I had three episodes out, six is could be a season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had three to have backers look at it, um, and we were just talking about this yesterday. That's why I'm closing down my website. We're doing a whole new website. Uh, when you go on it, if you go to, well, if you go to my website. Which um, will be in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> um, it looks like it's my personal website. And I yeah. told the guy, I said, no, it's, it's, it's a not, show site. It's the show. Yeah. It's not yeah. about me. So he's got this big picture of me when you open it up. And he should have that instead of me right yeah i have that because it's all about the the whole cast and crew well we'll see what we can do to get you connected with some folks Excellent. i know paul is also a really good paul resource is, he's yeah. an amazing out resource at, out yeah. at nexum creative Studios. well i talked to him about doing a, a podcast and i he said to me have you ever thought about doing a podcast i said yeah i thought about sitting around maybe as the character mm-hmm. and having the actors in character and doing he said well that's a good idea he said but did you ever think of this and he turns on this podcast it was like a mystery theater yeah. kind mm-hmm. of thing and yeah. i went i said no i never thought of that he said well think of that because you it's know, like those those old radio shows that they exactly. used to do. Yeah, I used to love. I was super. They don't even really do them anymore, which is unfortunate. But my whenever my mom would put on, um, I think it was like PBS would kind of like do this sometimes, like on their radio or like yeah. um, one hundred one point one, like the classical station in Dallas. They used to do it a lot. I loved those, and a lot of people are doing like theatrical podcasts now. His girlfriend, fiance, said that she does not look at television. She yeah. listens to, to podcasts, podcasts yeah. all the time. Yeah, and his son even told me mm-hmm. that. So. Well, and this would be another great way to work out material with your cast too. Yeah, yeah, kinda, and not even that. I mean, that, that's that's like a very uh, it's a very easy way for for viewers of your show if they want extra content but they're waiting on a new episode. If you're putting out regular podcasts, am I getting in the way? No, Sorry. Fine. If you're putting out podcasts and it feels like there's more content where they can listen to their favorite characters, there's more. It's kind of now like I don't have to sit on my computer or my TV and watch the show. I can listen to it. Right. It's part of my daily thing. You're sitting on a gold mine. A gold mine. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. God. But you know, it's a, it's a matter of getting people that really believe in it and uh, and collaborating with me. And a lot of people think that, you know, because I'm the creator, I might not want collaboration because it's, it's my baby. I think but you've made it very well known that but, you're open for collaborative. Yeah. You know, you need a family to, uh, to raise the kids you yeah. know yeah you know. it takes a village yeah yeah <laughs> it takes a village well for people that either want to back the show get involved or just yes. find out more information where should they go primarily right now okay they can email me at okay. actor fc at aol.com don't laugh at the aol <laughs> i've had it forever hey if it still works yeah it does i have a gmail you can go to gmail also uh, actor fc at gmail perfect um I, i'm I, I will say, all right, so www.bailouttv.com. Which That's will be it. down in the near future for renovations. But, right yes. but for out. right now, it is a resource. It, next week, we're going to have a whole new, 
next will be the week same or domain. The week after. Yeah, it'll be the same domain. It's just a yeah. different site. Well, yeah. the yeah. Pe- the people that are doing it, they'll they'll shut one down and immediately the other one will pop flip it up, back up. Yep. So. Yeah. Cool so, man. Uh, Sean Cunningham is doing that for us, and um, yeah. That's Shout out, Sean. All right, folks. Well, uh, all that will be in the show notes, all the information we talked about, links and whatnot, and websites. And Dennis, thank you so much for being back on the show. Thank you for having me. Can we do it Appreciate again? It. Yeah, absolutely. I like yeah, this little group. We should do this again. Because I have more <laughs> stories, you know. She did wonderful, didn't thank she? You. she? Thank you. She was yeah. excellent. This is my first time co-hosting, so we'll see. Is it really? Yeah. The last time I was here, uh, I was it was in the hot seat where you are now. So this is and my she, very- she ran that episode, too. So I thought it's it's perfect co uh, co host material collaboration collaboration that's where the best ideas Uh, come from Fort Worth Roots bye for now we will see you next week bye guys Dennis O'Neill, my friend, thank you for being back on the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. Big shout out to Genevieve for being an excellent co-host. If you would like to be a co-host like the amazing Genevieve and you think you've got what it takes, you can call our new hotline number. It's 817-988-1292. And if you just want to laugh at me in the awful message I used for my voicemail recording, give it a shot. Just hold the phone away from your ear. 817-988-1292. I'm going to have all the stuff in the show notes about Bailout TV. You can go to Instagram and look up Bailout TV. It's bailout underscore TV. I'm going to see if there's there's more links that we talked about in this episode. Look in the show notes. You can also go to bailouttv.com. Excellent. A lot of cool stuff in this. I know I watched uh, Texas Ranger growing up as a kid. Walker, Texas Ranger. My dad made us watch it, so we didn't really have a choice. But it was excellent, and I thought Chuck Norris was the coolest man alive. And I'm pretty sure my father thought he was Chuck Norris. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Um, And Robin Williams. Who doesn't love Robin Williams? If you're in my age bracket, old as dirt, you, uh, you grew up watching all of the best Robin Williams films. Excellent stuff. So, a lot of intersecting roads here. Lots of uh, common ground we covered. And it's always a pleasure to have Dennis on. Very creative dude. He's had an incredible life of uh, creating alongside some well-known actors. And now he's doing his own thing. And Bell Out is uh, another incredible creation. And it's being filmed right here in Fort Worth, Texas. Can you believe this is going on in Fort Worth? Can you believe we got connected with a guy like Dennis O'Neill? I'm blown away. It's great. And... um, if it wasn't for Fort Worth Roots, I would have never met the man. So, fringe benefits of having a, a podcast, I guess. All right, let's talk about these sponsors here, my dude. Woodpostmetalworks.com. Go to woodpostmetalworks.com. Use offer code PODCAST817 at checkout, and you will save 10%. They specialize in metal signs with or without LED backlighting, fence and gate repair or installation, light steel fabrication, industrial plasma cutting, and more. Again, that is woodpostmetalworks.com. And these sponsors here, whenever we do sponsorship, you've heard me say this before, but uh, we want to keep Fort Worth dollars in Fort Worth pockets. If you need something awesome and custom, you don't have to look on the internet. You can look right here in your backyard. 
and these people will get you taken care of. They've been doing signs for businesses all over Fort Worth. They've just been popping up left and right. And these guys have a backlog now. They're getting very, very popular. So if you're wanting to check them out uh, and you're on a deadline, so you got like a birthday coming up or uh, you need a new thing for your business, you want to call them now or get a hold of them online and make sure you get on the list because they are very sought after. All right, Hulk Walker Originals. Hauk Walker Originals, they offer a huge variety of unique and personalized gifts. Also, laser engraving to customize just about anything you have or can think of. Go to HaukWalker.com. And then, of course, Roofing Solutions by Darren Hauk. Roofing Solutions, Hauk.com is where you go for more information. And uh, you can get them on the phone. Lickety split, 10 times faster than a gopher, 817-692-8496. I did a little bit of looking. I wanted to see, okay, it's been a while since I did my homework on roofing solutions. I did my homework on roofing solutions a long time ago when I first met Mr. Hauk, and uh, I was very pleased with what I found. But I wanted to do an update. Like, eh, see, maintaining that sterling reputation? Here's what I found. He's had a Facebook account for roofing solutions by Darren Hauk since 2010. Same account, no fluff. It's been there since 2010. And he has a 5.0 rating. It's the highest you can get. 5.0. Since 2010. So over a decade. And he is still maintaining that reputation. If you've ever owned a business, um, you know how hard it is <laughs> to keep people from saying bad stuff about you online. Um, you really have to be good at what you're doing. And not only that, you got to find a way not to make enemies because anybody can get on there and leave you a review. So that's a reflection of this guy's character and his professionalism and the quality of work they do. But I wasn't happy there. So that's just Facebook. What else? Yelp, 5.0. Angie's List, 5.0. I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. We're three for three. Let's go over here to the Better Business Bureau and take a little gander. What's an A-plus rating? A-plus rating for Roofing Solutions by Darren Haug. Of course. Of course it is. But right next to that, it says, not accredited. I'm like, what does that mean? So I did some homework. Not accredited means Darren doesn't pay these people money anymore. Uh, Better Business Bureau, just like Angie's List, Yelp, and uh, so many other ones, if you want to be one of their top picks or if you want to be accredited by them, you got to pay them money. That's what it is. And the Better Business Bureau is no different. It's just another ad agency at this point. And uh, I'm just kidding. I didn't have to look that up. When I had a business myself, I remember being very disappointed because I thought the Better Business Bureau was uh, like this sterling uh, enterprise that, you know, had everybody's well-being uh, at heart and that's what they were all about like it was a government agency or some shit but it's not Better Business Bureau is just another advertising platform and Mr. Hauk does not pay for that anymore or currently so he is not accredited by the Better Business Bureau however they do still accept reports if a local business or what have you is doing some uh, heinous stuff some unbusiness like conduct and if you have done something like that the Better Business Bureau whether you're Paying them or not has no problem of uh, reducing your rating. But Darren doesn't have to worry about that. He's got an A-plus rating through the Better Business Bureau. And uh, what else? Listed in an online publication that I found. It's called Today's Home. Uh, t excuse me. Today's Home Owner. And uh, I don't know anything about these people. And I do not endorse them. But 
he was selected as uh, one of the 12 best roofing companies in Fort Worth for February 2023 by these folks at today's homeowner. So you can put that feather in your hat. And then on Google, and this is the most disheartening thing, 4.8. He is listed as a 4.8. So I had to do some digging on that. I called Mr. Hawk. I said, hey, man, what's this about? Do we have a problem here? <laughs> he said, dig a little deeper. Take a look. See where that came from. See, see where that, that knock came from. So I did. I, I looked, and there was a four-star rating that somebody had left. And uh, it's anonymous. You don't know where it came from. And here's the thing about Google reviews. Anybody can leave one, even your competition. So somebody with uh, you know either a legitimate complaint or not, but they didn't voice any kind of negative opinion or cite any particular complaint, they just left them a four-star. And then there's one other... Uh, mark on there for a one star but he still despite that despite having these anonymous people leaving four uh, a four star review and a one star review he still has a 4.8 and that's pretty incredible yeah if you're looking at anybody that's been in business for more than six months and they have uh in between a 3.8 and a five they're doing pretty daggum good but a 4.8 still pretty daggum excellent on the old google reviews so anyway, that's the latest update. Darren Houck at Roofing Solutions still has a sterling, sterling reputation. Uh, all right. And we got another sponsor that's coming up. Um, just waiting for the ink to dry on this one. But we, uh, we've got another one. Another great sponsor that's going to help Fort Worth Roots put on some more amazing events for you. Speaking of events, we need to get into that. Where are my events? Come on with the notes, Andrew. Oh, crap. What I do with them? Here we go. Is this it? Yeah. All right. February 15th at 9 p.m., Fort Worth Forever is putting on a thing called Love is War. This is going to be held at El Chingaon, and that's over there in that 7th Street area, that whole debacle. These guys are all about that 7th Street area. They're hosting parties all the time. They're doing cool stuff every time you look them up. And this one, this particular one, February 15th, is uh, going to be sponsored by a whole bunch of people. And Fort Worth Roots has their name on the ticket, too. Again, that is Love is War. You can look this up on the Fort Worth Forever Facebook page to get more details. Again, that is El. It's going to be at El Chingon, February 15th at 9 p.m. All right, fast forward to Thursday. I think that's Thursday. Anyway, it's February 17th. The Visit Fort Worth annual meeting will be held at the Fort Worth Convention Center. This is put on each year by Visit Fort Worth. They bring in tourism business. Uh, they, I guess they talk about this stuff. Tourism business, sports, hospitality, and creative industries. They bring them all together to celebrate growth, collaboration, and community. And I was uh, somehow selected... Uh, to to represent uh, Fort Worth and the creative community alongside some other podcasters at this event. I had no idea how big of a deal this was, but it's kind of like uh, the state of the state of the union address for the city of Fort Worth. It's a big thing. It's the biggest thing we put on as a city uh, every year. So very flattered and honored to be included in this production. I don't know if you can still get tickets, but we're going to be there. So if you're going to be there, look for me. I'll be passing out stickers, shaking shaking babies, kissing hands, that whole deal. Uh, all right, that's it for February. On to April 7th, we will be at the new Lola's for Psychedelic Panther Music Festival. Last year, we did this at Main at Southside. Rest in peace, Main at Southside. We miss you. 
uh, but this is going to be great. The new Lola's is the uh, the location this year, and if you haven't been out there, I don't know I don't know what you're doing with your life. This place is pretty pretty badass, and they're putting on some excellent local music. They also had some big touring acts roll through there. I've lost count now how many times I've been out to Lola's to catch a show, um, or been drug out there by other awesome friends of mine to uh, engage in celebration of certain types. Uh, Lola's is great, and uh, you know, whether you've been there or not, April 7th, this thing is going to be lit. It was great last year. We had some excellent bands up and uh, lots of vendors and all sorts of cool stuff. So put that on your calendar. That is April 7th, Psychedelic Panther. Uh, my boy Joe Guzman uh, is the one that put this thing on together. He is uh, the, the front man for a new band called Space Poets. I got to see them play uh, live for their debut performance not too long ago. And I am absolutely positive he will be performing at this. Uh, but I guess I don't have that written down in front of me, so I guess I shouldn't be positive. But anyway, lots of murderers on stage. They're, they're going to have a, a great time. Lots of really wonderful music. Uh, people from the area. I think they've got a few from Denton and stuff. But we've got a recording with old Joe Guzman next week. It's going to drop. Uh, I'm going to give you two episodes. I'm going to be giving you the Joe Guzman episode, talking about the Psychedelic Panther Festival, uh, along with Mr. Darren Houck, talking about the River Oaks Spring Fest Car Show which is happening April 22nd out at Camp Carter YMCA. It's going to start at 10 a.m. and go all the way through 4 p.m. You can expect vendors and live music and all sorts of good festivities. We had a great time last year, and it's going to be bigger this year. I was talking to Mr. Houck, the, uh, the the proprietor, the, uh, the man with the mission, the dude with the plan, that put the whole thing together last year and uh, spearheading this year's event as well. And um, this is actually how we got connected with Darren Houck and the Houck family and Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck was this event. I reached out to him. I was like, hey, Fort Worth Roots is trying to go to events. Can we go to that event? He's like, absolutely. And that's how our friendship started almost a year ago. Uh, but this is a great event, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. 7,000 people showed up to this thing last year. Uh, 7,000 people. 300 classic cars and that's really what I should be talking to you about are the classic cars that's the whole point of the thing is the classic car show uh, it's just mind blowing stuff out there beautiful beautiful classic cars uh, custom stuff you're just going to have to come out and see it uh, April 22nd and as you will find out next week when we uh, air the episode where we talked about this whole shindig it is a free event you don't have to pay a dime to go it's going to be excellent. And Fort Worth Roots, of course, will be there. Passing out stickers. Yep. Kissing baby, shaking hands. Other way around. I like to say it the other way around. All right. This has gone on long enough. You've heard about my sponsors. You have heard about the events. And what else do I need to tell you about? That's all I've got written down for you today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. One more time, Dennis O'Neill, my friend. Thank you so much for being back on the show. Genevieve, you rocked it. You were an excellent addition to this episode. Thank you for being here. And um, that's it, folks. Thank you again. I will see you next week. See you.